0: it up real high with me, and we're going to begin this morning in Isaiah 53. Isaiah chapter 53, go there with me. And as our ushers, if you need a Bible, keep your hand up real high. As our ushers are going there, the last few weeks, guys, we've been in a journey with Jesus, just about His life, leading up to this day. And we talked about in Jesus' journey, his, His family tree, the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1. Just all the sacrifices that men made. But If you looked at Jesus' bloodline, there were murderers, there were kings, there were prostitutes. But you know what? Every one of them, they finished the race strong. They lived for Jesus. And so I say that to tell every one of us, just because you didn't start out may be great. It's how we finish, okay? Second of all, we talked about how Jesus had uh, the the temptations, had how he was led into the wilderness and tempted. We talked also about how Jesus said this to the disciples. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We also talked about in the journey here how Jesus described the rock, and the rock was Jesus and its unconditional obedience to him. Also, one other thing that we talked about real strong was that Jesus himself frequently mentioned hell. And so there's things that that we've discussed leading right up to last Sunday. Now, last Sunday was better known as as Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday, guys, is in John 12, where Jesus came riding in on a donkey. And remember the people started saying Hosanna. The Hebrew word for the the word Hosanna is salvation. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so the, the Jewish proclamation for all those years was about a coming king, the Messiah. But in that book of John chapter 12, it's no more a declaration, but now it's the fulfillment of the Messiah in one named Jesus. Now what I did this week, even in my own life, guys, I began to go back in the Bible and I looked what happened with Jesus' life this whole week leading up to His crucifixion and his, His resurrection on Monday. This is is when Jesus Himself went into the temple and He overturned the money changer's table. If you remember that. And He said to them, You've made My house the house of prayer into a den of thieves. And so Jesus was upset about that. Tuesday comes along. And this is where He gave the great commandment that's found in Mark 12 where He said, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might and thy strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This was Jesus' Tuesday. Now think about this. He knows in the back of his mind what's going to happen on Friday. His Wednesday comes around. And this is where the lady comes in and she pours the perfume on his feet. And basically it's the symbolic of anointing his, his self for, for burial. And this is when she wiped it with the very hairs of her head. Thursday rolls around. And this is when Jesus, he taught his disciples the significance of what we did earlier, the communion elements. He said, as long as you eat this bread, do it in remembrance of me. And he taught them all that would take place here leading up to his death. Friday rose around. And he's tried. He's convicted. And this is when he goes to the cross. And when you study what took place that whole day leading up to it, that Jesus was beaten. He was bruised. 39 stripes upon his back. The crown of thorns upon his head. They mocked him. They spit upon him. But then they crucified him. The worst death you could die. Pick up with me this morning in Isaiah 53, verse 4. And it says, Surely He, being Jesus, has borne our griefs, mine and yours. He's carried our sorrows, mine and yours. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Now get this in verse 5. This is what Jesus did for us that day. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep having gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity or the sin of all of us. Now, Jesus himself, guys, he knew. He knew what would take place in his life. He knew for what reason he would come. You know, in reality, every one of, in this, every one of us in this room, if Jesus doesn't come back first, we're all going to die. It's not if we're going to die, it's when we're going to die. Do you know, not one of us in this room actually really know how we're going to die, but Jesus did. He understood that his death would occur on a cross at the hands of men that convicted him of a crime that he never committed. And so when you read right here what took place, this is why Jesus died for each one of us. Now go into the New Testament, the book of Hebrews chapter number 9. Hebrews chapter 9, and so here we are on Friday. Jesus. Of his first death. And he dies. I want you to see some more of the the significance of his death in Hebrews chapter 9. Verse number 11. But Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. Not of bad things, but of good things to come. You know John 10.10 says that Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly. Life. I don't know about you, but you know what? I can stand before you today and I can say, my life is so much better than it was 20 years ago because of Jesus. And so this is why he came, for better things, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is not of this creation. It's not with the blood of goats and calves. Now, this is symbolic here, guys, because in the Old Testament... The priest would go into the house of the Lord once a year. And he would take the blood of calves and goats and he would offer it as a sacrifice for the people. Once a year. It was only good for a year. And so he goes on to say here in verse 13, not with the bloods of goats and calves, but with his own blood. With his own blood, Jesus entered the holy place once and for all. Once and for all. Now, when Jesus died and His blood was shed for me and you, that blood came with a warranty once and for all. It's not the same as 90 days, same as cash. It's not five years of interest fee. When Jesus died, His blood said, Eternally. Once and for all. The Amplified says, Having found and secured a complete redemption... An everlasting release for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, the sprinkling the unclean, it sanctifies for the puring of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, guys. He had no sin. There was no blemish. And it goes on to say that he came to cleanse your conscience from dead works so that we could serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator or the negotiator of the new covenant by the means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. An eternal inheritance. And so Jesus didn't die just for us to live for, for a day, a week, or for a year. It's for eternity. And every one of us in this room, guys, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. One or two places. In heaven or hell. And Jesus right here, because what he did, he not only rescued us from eternal damnation, but alive to be set free, to be redeemed. Now book of John chapter 19 John chapter 19 I want to show you some things here as we see Jesus here on this Friday called good Friday He's been crucified guys He's on the cross with two criminals one at his right hand, and his left hand And look what goes on here John 19 Pick up with me in verse number 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, all things were now accomplished, he knew in his heart that destination that he had was now accomplished. That the scriptures may be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on at high salt, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. The redemption has been completed once and for all. And you know what? What he did on, the, on that cross, the results are still continuing to this day. And when Jesus announced it is finished, he was announcing this right here that to all humanity, the supreme sacrifice was paid for every one of us for eternity. It is finished. Not that it's going to be finished, that is finished. Second Corinthians 5:21 said this: that he who knew no sin, talking about Jesus. He became sin, so that you and me may become the righteousness of God in him. And so because of what Jesus did, you know what he said? Even though I had no sin, I'm going to take your place. I don't know about you guys, but I thank God for that. For years and years in my life, I was racking up sin at a record pace. And when I heard about this, this man called Jesus, that he died for me. That what He did on the cross was sufficient for me. And so when I received Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life, you know what? When Father God looks at me now, you know how He sees me? That's the righteousness of God in Christ. You know what God says? That's my boy. That's my girl. And you know why? It's not anything I did except receive Jesus. And so that's what we must understand today, guys. That a man died for each one of us. And when people say to me, I can't believe a loving God would send me to hell or send anyone to hell. He doesn't. The only way we go to hell, guys, is when we choose to reject Jesus. And so he died for us and he said, it is finished. Now this is what happened on Friday. He's died. This is the first day that he's dead. Saturday rolls around. And his disciples are in mourning. They're trying to... all this together because they remember what he said over and over. He said, listen, I'm going to die, but after three days, I'll rise again. And those disciples are talking. And when I looked at Saturday, this is Jesus' second day of death. What was Jesus doing that day while the disciples were mourning? Look in the book of Colossians chapter 2. And as you turn there, Scripture say in Matthew chapter 12 that the Son of Man, the Son of God, would spend three days in the belly of earth or the heart of earth. This is what Jesus was doing, guys. That when Jesus died on the cross, no no longer did He just die for us here on this earth, but He went to hell for us, literally. For every one of us in this room. He took our place. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. And note here in verse 13 how many times it refers to you or your. And you being dead in your trespasses. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, when Jesus says, I've forgiven you of all, you know what? He means all. And the Bible is very clear that, that when we confess our sins, First John 1, 9, when we confess our sins, not only is God faithful to forgive us, but He says He'll cleanse us. The Scriptures say that when you repent, you know what God does? He takes your sin and He throws it as far as the east is from the west. And so when God says that I forgive all, He means all. And this is one of the, the benefits... Jesus' death. Verse 14. And having wiped out or removed the handwriting, the certificates of death that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, and having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now when I read this right here, on Jesus' Saturday, actually the devil and all the demons, you know what they thought? They were running around hell and and high-fiving each other. You know what their thought was? We got him. We got him. We silenced the Lamb of God forever. But little did the devil and these demons know that this actually would be the worst weekend of their lives. Because not only did Jesus take our place, he showed up in hell. And when he showed up in hell, look what he did. Having disarmed principalities and powers. You know who these are? These are all the fallen angels. So you know what he did? He said, I'm coming after you. And everything you stole from my children, I'm going to take it back. And it says he disarmed them. Now if you'll notice something there, he did not annihilate them, he just curbed their authority. And you know what he says in in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus made this promise to you and me. He said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And you know what the it was? The church. And you know what the church was not? The church wasn't about this building, the church was about people. You and me. And Jesus said, listen boys, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And then in verse 19 of Matthew 16, he said this, and I give you the keys. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And whatever you... So you know what Jesus was saying there? I destroyed these. I put them uh, in, in open spectacle. I paraded them. Listen to what the message says for that verse. It says, He stripped them of their authority, and He marched them naked through the streets. Think about this, guys. There was a parade in hell on that Saturday. And every demonic force that had a name, depression, sickness, disease. You know what Jesus did? He marched them around hell. And He made an open public display of every one of them for me and you. And you know what Father God said? In Philippians 2 verses 9 through 11, He said, I've bestowed the name above every name upon Him. That at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and in hell. Do you know the name of Jesus? It's far more uh, uh, accepted than MasterCard ever thought about being. When you go to heaven, that name speaks, that blood speaks. When you are here on earth, that name speaks. When you go to hell, even the psalmist said, when I make my bed in hell, he'll still be there. That at that name, guys, the angels Cringe. And this is what Jesus did on his Saturday. It says in Revelations 1.8, Jesus said himself, I was alive and I'm dead and I'm alive for more and I have the keys of death and hell. And so when Jesus exited hell, he had all the authority. And he said, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to place it all back in my name. It's invested in you. When you use that name, you got that name. He's saying. Sunday rolls around, better known as Resurrection Sunday. And this weekend, guys, have been marked by two earthquakes. The first one on Friday at his death. The second one on Sunday morning at his resurrection. What does the resurrection mean? Well, there was a, the a, the lady teaching. A bunch of first graders. She asked one of them. She said, "What did the tomb, when it rolled around, uh, rolled away, meant?" And one of the little boys in the class said, "It meant that if the the groundhog came out and saw his shadow, there would be six more weeks of winter." That wasn't what the rolling of the tomb meant. That if you remember that passage. That the two Marys showed up where Jesus was. And the tomb had been rolled away. And there was an angel that was sitting on that tomb. And you know what I believe that angel was doing? I believe that angel was mocking death. Oh death, where is your sting? And, and they said to this angel, where have you laid him? Where have you taken him? And the angel replied, he's not here. He's risen. He's risen. And I highlight that today. that's the mark of Christianity. There's no other religion that can say that. You know where Muhammad is? He's in a tomb. You know where Buddha is? He's in a tomb. You know where Harry Christian He's in a tomb. But Jesus to this day, he's alive seated at the right hand of the Father. But not only is he alive, he's alive right here. I'm going to ask the drama team to come right now. These guys are going to minister to you today. And this is going to be far impacting. This is going to get in your heart today. But remember guys. The Lord and Savior Jesus. He was guilty of a crime. A crime of passion. The Bible specifically says in the New Testament... It references Jesus' death 175 different times. And you know what? We're not here to talk about His death today. We're talking about His resurrection. That He is alive forevermore. Let this minister to you. Let this bless you here.